Good, good. Uh, we'll get us all in trouble. Are we, are we doing it? I, I got to start this off. Today, hey, folks, I'm back. Got to start this off. First of all, I want to tell you, thank you, those of you out in Australia who came and saw me and took care of me, particularly Brad and David. You guys just really took great care of me. I mean, made me almost want to go back out on the road again to Australia. And I want to thank all the people that listened and all the people that checked us out. And let's make it happen again soon. Most of all, I want to thank Troy for doing all that advanced work that made it happen. Really, it means the world to me. I had connections. To have, you know, to have a tour that great, I thought, I thought they didn't exist anymore. <laughs> so that's great. And I want to also talk to you guys in Nashville because I'm coming out there, leave day after tomorrow. want to get you guys on some guitar wank. There'll be little nibbles. They won't be real shows, but plan on get a lot of you get a lot of entry entry videotape. But
Okay, which one am I? Oh, I can see which one I am. Woo! Check, check. Woo! How can you tell? Because you guys... it, it got really excited. Oh, I see. One, two. You guys, you guys are on. It's all right. happening. We're we're live. We're okay. live. We're going. Bruce Foreman. Yes. Welcome, what? sir. What? Welcome. I'm just sleeping over here. I was hoping you wouldn't notice I'm living at your house. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, was I, this wasn't the deal when I signed up for Guitar Wing. No, no. You didn't know that that was part of the deal is you would end up with like a craggy, grumpy uncle grumpy. that you have to live with. Yeah. Dude, happy birthday. Hey. Yeah. Thanks, birthday. man. Well, this is, this is probably... This will be long after my birthday, but I'll still take it. You'll take it. And we have... Guest, finally, a re reoccurring guest. A reoccurring guest, but only for the first time. <laughs> only for the first <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> Troy Dexter. Hey! And um, if uh, our listeners probably don't know this, but we did have Troy Dexter on... An early show. Year and a half? Oh, two, two years. Two years ago? But, but what ended up happening was the dog ate our homework. Yeah, the dog ate the homework. The drive went down and we lost... The whole thing. We lost a couple of shows. But it was a weird moment because we were in right in the deep political part of the guitar wank. Oh, I remember. Oh and my we God. were. Everyone, was, I think, was not only in a shitty mood, Scott was in a shitty mood. You were in a shitty Scott's mood. Scott's always in a shitty mood. Scott's always in a shitty mood. <laughs> I was just. I think we were all pissed off about what was going on politically and it all come out and it was. And I think it was probably our best. So it was the gods were speaking to us. This drive is kaput. Yeah, and anyways, but now it's great because we have Troy Dexter here and we're timing this to come out perfectly because he has a big show at Vitello's. Vitello's. Yeah, indeed. Really big shoe. So come so on out. So tell us about you're... your big show at Vitello's. Big show at Vitello's is uh, coming up on Friday, July 12th. And this time around, I'll have my son Taylor on drums and my regular keyboard player, Bob Emmett, who I've done a bajillion gigs and sessions with over the last 30 years. And one of these guys you just can't fool. And this time, uh, Dave Keefe is going to play bass. And he's just a marvelous, marvelous musician, really funky and tasty player. He's an educator at MI. Okay. But I've done tons of gigs with him. And when I first started kind of putting my music together... uh, he w- he played some shows with me as yep. well, and uh, we're just longtime friends. He's just a great, you know, gentle soul and just a beautiful player. So, really, really happy to have him. Um, my normal guy is Chaz Fractel, who um, is awesome and has uh, you know he played with Michael McDonald for eighteen years and toured with Chuck Mangione and wow. and um, Christopher Cross and all kinds of all kinds of people. So, um, but he just couldn't do it. So. Um, happy to have Dave. So come on down if you're in the LA area. Vitello's Friday, July twelfth. We'll be there. June twelfth. Um, no, no, July. July. July twelfth. July twelfth. Did I say June? Sorry. July twelfth. Seven thirty. Yeah, and then uh, the Gary Stockdale, who's a great singer songwriter, is going to be opening the show as well. So it should be awesome. a, just a great night. I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't played in a while, so I'll yep. be doing. Uh, Tunes from my record, and then uh, all the bunch of new tunes that are going to be on the next record, and uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have some special guests too. Now, if the listeners don't know, they probably don't remember, or maybe they do, but Troy Dexter was keyboards in Wilson Phillips when I was playing guitar with Wilson Phillips, but Troy Dexter used to be the guitarist in Wilson Phillips. He's one of these <laughs> annoying people that multi-instrumentalist. <laughs> 
seems like a mouthful. <laughs> I had to really think about that one. Um, and uh, I never, yeah, I knew you played guitar, but I was never really sure, like, at what level. And then I went and saw Dexter's show at Fatalos, and I was like, I'm thank God that I didn't see Dexter play <laughs> before I was oh, playing man. guitar next to him on stage with Wilson Phillips. Because I just, I just knew you as the B3, my B3 guy, I, which I loved standing oh, next to a B3 you, organ. It was so hey, awesome. God's instrument right there. I, right? Yeah. I miss that so much, man. Yeah, I but, love, um, love playing it. You know, there's guys I, that do it a lot better than me, but it's, it's just a joy to You play are it. so yeah. badass with that. Oh, but thank you. Vitello's, man, I was, you, my nickname for you is Butter. Because, <laughs> dude, you just have this amazing touch. Your tunes are badass. You reminded me of... Larry Carlton-esque, uh, a lot of good good stuff in there. I mean, the songs are badass. Oh, and you, just the tones you were pulling and everything, man. It was just, it was world-class. It was oh, world-class really, really playing. a lot. I everything. appreciate that. Yeah, well, uh, you know, there's no denying that, uh, you know, like the Larry Carltons and Lee Rittenhours and Robin Fords were, you know, big, big influence. But but I think even more more so for me is just the that kind of music that was born out of jazz uh kind of in the 70s and 80s uh but then a little bit of dirt kind of crept in on the guitar tones and, right you know um but still grown up changes you know and all done with real instruments and that that's really my inspiration you know the the crusaders even if larry carlton was never part of the crusaders i mean that sound um is you know and and I really really listen to a ton of Lee written or Dave Bruce and you know that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, how so, did so how they, did the keyboards and guitar happen? Did this happen kind of the same time? Uh, well, guitar is my main instrument, and that's right. where I spend my money. And I read a little bit better on on guitar. Um, I did I did study. I studied with Terry Trotter and Claire Fisher and uh, Joyce Collings and people like that uh, when I was in my late teens, early 20s. Yep. Uh, but even before that, it was kind of born out of necessity. I mean, the keyboard player quit in this top 40 band I was in in high school, and so I bought a Fender Rhodes and started pounding out chords, and I just really got super intrigued with harmony, mm -hmm. you know, uh, as well as just, you know, playing a groove on, on keyboards and clavinet and organ yeah. and stuff like that. I was really into that, but just the just harmonically what you could do that you, or at least I couldn't do at the time on a guitar, right? Um, really, really interested me. And uh, so I just kind of kept kept doing it and, and kind of worked on them both in tandem. And then uh, I took a year of keyboard program at the Dick Grove School along with, I mean, that was a year intensive program, but before that I took a playing and performance program. And then after that, I got a scholarship to study uh, composing and arranging where I was playing for an orchestra. But in that year that I, studied keyboard at Dick Grove that that really was like rocket fuel yeah you know? so that's that's actually where I got turned on to Joyce Collins who turned me on to Terry Trotter and, and I really really got on a path like I'm gonna take this seriously I'd be a fool to give it up you know this far along yeah you know, to not maintain it so now, Terry Trotter's he's the keyboard player we all know from the Larry Carlton videos right uh, from the early Larry Carlton stuff, yeah. Yeah, like that the guy old... he's played with so many people. Oh my goodness, yeah. That's I mean, the only the only I mean, reason I know, I know him is because of the Carlton. I know him long before that. Well, he really? had a whole career with Natalie Cole and Steve and Edie Gourmet, and as a session player too. Right, you know? yeah. I mean, one of the greats. And yeah. then and then later, kind of as a second act, Terry, I believe, uh, you know, he did all the music with uh, Rich, Rich Rick Murata for. Um, uh, what was it like a sitcom? Wasn't not mad about you. It was. Uh, 
Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was kind of a second... Second. Uh, that I know of. And I haven't spoken to Terry in a long time, and I really... He's, he's, he's still lo- doing jazz trio stuff. All yeah. Over. Yeah, he's yeah. still playing. He's local. He lives oh, in I just, Studio you know, City, does he? Or yeah, I'm not sure. He just had a show at Vitello's with Peter yeah. Erskine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Narcos he's in the and, big, big yeah, league. Yeah. He, he just, plays with the Bergmans. I don't know if you know about them, but they, yeah. they're like these amazing lyricists that wrote all these... Yeah, Alan and Marilyn Bergman, totally. Uh, and his son Jameson's a phenomenal keyboard player and and uh, producer too, and works everywhere all the time and is great. You know, so well, it's yeah. funny because I was studying with Terry when you know the kids were just running around like rugrats. You know? Right, and now they're all grown up. Yeah, yeah. So, so at that time doing the keyboards at Dick Grove, were you still playing a lot of guitar? Oh or? yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I was a guitar. Actually, I never did the guitar program there. Right. But I actually became a guitar teacher. You know, when I graduated, I was oh, there. Wow. You know, and I was, I was, uh, you know, but I was in more of the the playing, the reading, the improv, the ensemble. You know, that that world. I didn't I didn't specifically take the guitar program. Right. But um, but yeah, no, I was cranking on guitar and all the while working my ass off doing gigs and stuff to pay for it. And, and yeah. Uh, when I was in the uh, composing and arranging program there uh i even though i was kind of broke ass broke at the time in my little dinky apartment i would definitely take one gig i was working most most of the time on saturday nights and sometimes twice on saturday and sunday i'd take one of those gigs to pay for a copyist (laughs) so i could get some sleep because every single week we had to show up in front of an orchestra with the handwritten parts. This is way before computers, you know, right. to generate the parts for the players and stuff. We had to arrange and, oh, and man. show up on the stand and in front of an orchestra, <laughs> bleary-eyed, and so. Damn yeah. it! So that was a that's smart. A, that was a real smart move yes, for you. Yes, it was. To be able to do both those instruments like that. Oh yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, there's. You know, uh, to be perfectly honest, and I, I don't mind saying so. I mean, there's there's guys that do both you know as lukather said on the last show like there's 10 year olds that do way better than me on both instruments whatever yeah. but i i just love it and i i still try to maintain them both and and uh do what i do and yeah. that's that would have taken your guitar playing probably theory wise to the next level too right with just the harmony and just looking everything from I, a keyboard I'm sure stand. that I'm sure that it did because uh, there's there was a period of time where just in my mind when i was thinking about uh you know, as a student thinking about what scales go over what chords or whatever, I would I would flash on a keyboard more so than a fretboard, you know, right. to to just kind of get my head around it and then work it out on guitar. Yeah, you know, and so. that's where you you started on piano too, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Ah, oh, that's what I missed. Huh. I didn't start on piano. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I still like when I think of music, I don't see it on a fingerboard. I see it on the keyboard. Yeah, it's way more visual. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we should do that. One of the guys that I should or not, and it's what I do. I mean, it's just my life, you know. Right. But I, I also play a style of instrument. I mean, I play this, a style of music that really the dominant instrument for the function I play is the piano, not really the guitar. So there's so much of my playing that's just really my pocket adaptation of piano mm-hmm. playing onto a guitar. Yeah. Mm. And that's why I probably sound different than a lot of guys. Yeah, because that's where it's coming from. Yeah, like an adaptation of a keyboard. Yeah, the way a piano. I mean, I just hear that, and so I have to deal with the limitations of the guitar. One, first of all, one hand. Second of all, the range. 
you know, and and the difficulty of playing close voicings, you know, just yeah. kind of, just cause and the so way. you just kind of make it work. Yeah, how you do, and it's 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 sort of a minimalization of a concept, but rhythmically and sonically and voice leading is my big thing, which is totally based in arranging and piano playing, you know. Right, right. As opposed to the the grip style approach to guitar that we're taught, it's not made to be that way. Because if you play classical guitar, you know that that's not the way the instrument was conceived. Right. Ever. But way it became. Yeah. Pop and rock music. Now I'm interested. Did Dexter? Did you playing as many gigs as you have as a keyboard player, organ player, piano player? You get that perspective from that instrument and looking at the guitar player. So how many things guitar players over the years have you noticed where you've gone, ah, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Uh, Just being a different player instrument on stage next to a guitar player. Because I'm sure there's times where I've been too loud with Wilson Phillips, even though we did try and sort of... Oh, no, I mean, no, listen, man, you know, when we worked together, you know, you... It was a lot of sound. It just was, you yeah. know, in general. I mean, um, but, uh, you know, you as a, a fine player, I mean, you stayed in your lane, you know, and that's the main thing is it's yeah. like yeah. stay in your lane, man. I, and and it really, uh, on any instrument really, but when I'm playing guitar and, <clears throat> and there's a keyboard player or if I'm playing keyboards and there's a guitarist or, or whatever, or even two guitars or whatever, it's just... I'm I'm most annoyed if somebody doesn't stay in their lane and they're just playing too damn much. Yeah, you know, yeah. just let let's let's make music together. Let's let's open up our peripheral listening and 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 find our space. Yeah, you know, that's that's really what it's about. I mean, I really I really uh, uh, studied a lot um, by listening to great studio musicians and uh, kind of learning what makes a good record like wh- where the spaces are and, and you know how to answer a vocal rather than just playing all the damn time yeah you know that yeah. kind of thing and i really take pride in that um you know like i said there's guys with a lot more chops than me on both instruments but i i know how to accompany a singer i know how to <clears throat> play in a band but i know how to make a record you know i know that's, how to yeah you know that's, that's I know huge. how to look at a chord chart and find my space. You know? Right. And that's, uh, like that's, Luke that's, was saying the other week, like, and you guys all do this at such an amazing level, but yeah, having a chord chart or a song in front of you and being, being able to support that song and the singer and do all that and yeah, a lot make of guys just fall you just apart. Make up a part. Yeah. Make up a part that's, that's uh, complementary and it's not constant and, and it breathes and it, uh, and it supports the song and supports and it, the singer. And yeah. it builds and does all the right things. It totally. yeah. follows the energy of the piece. Yeah. Right. And same thing with your, when you're overdubbing. <laughs> so yeah, right. so yeah. All that stuff. So. Yeah. And you got a studio, you got the studio at home too, so you do. I do, yeah. It's been a, it's been a great blessing. And one of the things I'm so grateful for is that um, my, my dad actually helped me build it when he was in the overseeing a construction company. Uh, my dad, Doug, um, it, was, it was great. He kind of designed the whole like uh, 
non-parallel double window thing yep, and yep. design the whole all, where where all the angles on the walls are supposed to go and stuff. So I, I gave up my garage and I have a, a studio in there now. The, and it's, the, like, the, it's great. It's been great. It's I'm there all day every day. <laughs> so. You do a lot of children's stuff too. Like yeah, life. the last ten years, my uh, my day gig, if you will, has been composing and producing music for a, a website called abcmouse.com. So mm -hmm. I write a lot of their songs. Um, and I underscore some of their episodes and provide music loops for their games and stuff. It's all educational. It's a subscription website for two to eight-year-olds, and uh, it's great. It's all over the world. <clears throat> the company's fantastic. They um, they give away the product to a lot of classrooms all over the world, you know, because the, the president of the company really believes in, in educating children. He wow. really, really is passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, so. that's awesome. So yeah, and I do all kinds of styles of music, and um, most of it's in the box orchestra, you know, in the computer, but I play as many live guitar-related and keyboard instruments as I can just yep. to kind of decomputerize it, and, you know, I treat it like I was arranging for an orchestra, you know, yeah, so. Yeah. so that's been a, a, a great job that I can do from home, and it's allowed me to uh, kind of say no and kind of get out of the wedding band world, which is, <laughs> I'm not diminishing that at all, right. but, but uh, I'm... You know, I don't. I don't want to be driving quite so much these days. Yeah, right. You know, late at night. That's gonna be a fun gig, cause, like, cause I've good. seen you like doing stuff, and it's music from all parts of the world. That's right. That's right. And yeah. so you're playing instruments or learning an instrument for that particular part of the world, and. Yeah, if there's something that has to do with like the Amazon rainforest or something like that, I gotta like you know learn what kind of flutes and stuff they're using, and you know like Peruvian this and that, and those certain kinds of percussion. So. Yeah. So it's you know it's, I'm learning too. Yeah. You know, but uh, but it's really cool. So yeah, if you guys are listening out there, if you're ever on an airplane, you know, and then the 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 screens on the back of the seats, uh, most of the airlines now have a little free giveaway of abcmouse.com. You can see my handiwork, and they use all of the session players that we all are the session singers, I should say, that yep. we all know, you know, that that are doing the voices and singing That's the songs awesome. and stuff. They have great animation. It's really cool. Yeah, yep. it's, it's really. It's Is really it awesome um? Thing, so. What's the turnaround on the like the tracks? Like, how does what's the procedure? Do they send you an, a show, or do they, how does that work? Yeah, they'll send me a QuickTime movie right. that I import into a session. I'm, I use Digital Performer, but you know all the all those DAWs are they do all the same thing pretty much. But I just been in Digital Performer since since before it was digital. So right. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, they'll send me a QuickTime movie that I'll import into a session and score it. You know, it's, and and do it that way. Um, as for the songs, they they have a lyricist. They'll they'll send me lyrics, and it's my job to make a song out of it. And they'll just give me pretty loose direction. Oh, so you're Elton John. I'm Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> to the Bernie Taupin of right. the children's world. Yeah. Right. Uh, kind of loosely, yeah. super loosely speaking, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's, it's been good and it continues to grow. So I'm, I'm happy to have and it. And what's, you know? what's the time length on the, for that, like for you to send it back? So they, uh, they, it it's always good? yesterday. Oh yeah, right. it's like everything in that world. Right? But if I if I work hard and there's not too many back and forths and hangups, I can usually crank out a couple songs a week. Right. You know, fully delivered, um, give or take. You know that kind of thing. If it's a 11 minute animation, that'll take me 10 days or something like that. Right. But if I can do full on three minutes of music a day, that I'm cranking. <laughs> You yeah. know, so that's a lot of work. It is. It yeah. is a lot of concentration, a lot of things to keep track of, and uh, you know, then when I'm all done, I got to mix it and send stems and all that kind of minutiae and stuff. But hey, you know, that's 
uh, also an interesting conversation. Oh, as a musician, as a guitar player, you know, these days you have to do many things, as you know. You know, yeah. you ha we all have to be engineers. We all have to know how to, you know, do all this technical stuff, and in addition to being, just you know, decent on our instruments and stuff. So. Yeah. So basically, back in the day, it was just easier. <laughs> so what are you saying? I'm a failure. I'm, I'm no, lazy. No you know good. what? You know what I'm saying, saying, Bruce. I'm getting the this. reason I'm why you're so damn good. You didn't have to do anything else. I'm getting the shade here. No, you're calling me lazy, then, worthless uh, piece of shit. I get it right. When I need to do an overdub, I have to go to a studio. People have to pay money for it. I get it. I'm a worthless dinosaur piece That's, of shit. No, you're you the know? same but, as Lukather. Everyone but else this is the guy right work. here sitting next to me, man. Who like is. You know, globe trotting, doing these great gigs. You know, all over what? The place, I think it's know, so. it's ah oh, just just to focus on being a guitar player or just a musician, and just to focus on that, and to be so horrible at it. <laughs> but to, you, you realize how that hurts me. <laughs> now you added that last part, but I mean, now you have to. I mean. And I'm not even touching on the social media bullshit you got to deal with. I mean, just oh, to be the in this. Right? <laughs> fucking hell! Yeah, it's like, and you know, and then put on family and and it's, it's. Well, you know, yes and no. I mean, social media is that that conversation's a double-edged sword. I mean, I remember, you know, when because my wife uh, Holly, we did a couple of albums back in the nineties uh, and uh, two thousand, and you know, back in those days, it was like. You did the record, and then when we did gigs, we had to like mail out flyers. This, you know, this is like just as we got like dial up AOL. You know, right. and, you know, figure that out. It was like, oh my god, we don't have to send flyers anymore, and yep. you know, pay for postage and do all these errands and all this stuff. So, so it's uh, yes, yeah, social media is 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 the future, and it's the business card. I mean, and, you know, we have to be proficient. Not only uh, I'm saying, like, as in. It just takes, that takes, even though all this amazing technology we have, yeah. we can press a button and send it to so many thousands or millions right. of people, we still, there's a shitload of stuff you have to do on social that's media true. just to maintain Yeah, we have to anything. Be our, that's right. We have to be our own A&R department and our own record company Aero these days. Publicist. And now you can't, they've yeah, made it harder because you can't, like, before when you, if you had, you know, 5,000 friends on Facebook, you could press one and send it to all of them. But now they've changed that, so you have to buy and pay money for all that stuff oh, to see. get it to more people. So, you, you know, you might be only getting it to 100 people or whatever without yeah. paying for more. I think I only have 100 friends at the moment. <laughs> that's being generous. <laughs> no, I know that's true. The biggest thing with Dexter, we'd be traveling with Wilson Phillips. It didn't matter where we were, oh, either we in go. the country or in there the world. Dexter was like, oh, I've got some friends coming tonight. We're like, what the fuck, dude? You know everyone everywhere. <laughs> amazing but we, uh, we had a lot of fun the touring didn't yeah, we? Was, i really oh, enjoyed it man. big time same here miss we, it man. we always hung and managed miss to it. take off and have a beer before the show or something and indeed we did man and i'm glad i'm glad we've maintained and yeah I'm, I'm, it was good and time. here i sit yeah and uh for those of you who have my album or want to get it with the photo the graphics was was done in this very studio so that's i'm, right. oh, I'm very right. grateful yeah, for right. that yeah okay. i'm that very mean? pleased with the artwork yeah yeah so, so so what's you got the gig coming up are you working on a new album i am picking away at it yeah but because uh, some of our listeners have the old album because yeah, we, sent, we sent that out to a, yeah a i don't have a new one yet but i'm i'm uh i have the new songs all written and templated and and i'll be uh, kind of 
releasing some tidbits as I as I move along. So I just I just need to carve out time and but yeah, and, it's just you know, time, right? Yeah, it's really it really is just time. I mean, is it no um, other excuse? But are you th- a like new material? Is it a departure from where you were with the other album, or just? I don't think it's going to be a departure. I think it's going to be a little tiny bit smoother but there's a couple of songs that are really even deeper funk you know more funkier than the ones that are on this album so yeah um and in in the smooth department i think it'll be more appealing for some radio play but it's not mindless it still has you know the grown-up changes that i like and and i always like to write songs um that give me something to work on some chord progression or something that i i don't totally totally uh have my uh, my head around and so I, right. I, I like to write songs that that incorporate a challenge for me something to work on so it'll have plenty of that yeah, you know, yeah. Which, which the other album did too and there's still stuff i'm working on on that album for my live shows you know right. so, so uh no, I, I think harmonically it'll be grown up but uh, uh l- just a little tiny bit smoother just it's just how it ended up yeah you know, yeah so. A little K-pop. <laughs> K-pop. Yeah. Damn, dude. God, you know what? Did you, <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> Who saw that coming? But then it's like, damn it, I'm not a hater. It's so obvious, <laughs> right? I mean, we like watching it on Saturday Night Live or some, whatever we were watching on, and this, you know, whatever the biggest band yep. in the world is or whatever. And I'm like kind of mesmerized. My little Evan, my, my youngest son, comes in and just slams the door shut. Like, I don't want to hear that. He didn't like it. <laughs> he didn't like it, but I'm like, hmm. I'm like, but yeah, it's yeah, man. It's, I know. Who'd have thought? I, I mean, thought. who'd have thought? It's you just never know. So we just, hey, you know, we need to go through the alphabet. Next one's J-pop. Well, right? if we're going the other way, so it's Jewish pop. <laughs> well, J-pop's <laughs> a thing. Japanese pop. Uh, that's what it is. Jewish, there it is. Japanese pop. Okay, L-pop could be uh, Lebanese pop. Lebanese pop. pop. That's yeah. right. You know, we just got to be one letter ahead so k-pop are they what's what's the band called bs bts it's like like letters i don't know what it is i think it's bts twa i don't know Uh, yeah it might might be (laughs) lsmft they're they're big in japan too i imagine they're big everywhere they're the biggest band in the world whatever whatever that band is that just sold out the rose bowl they're like the greatest they did like two nights at the rose bowl and sold out like completely yeah and and I had no idea. I'm yeah. I'm an old, officially an old man. I had no idea. Oh no, same here. Wow. I had. I saw Imagine the, what I feel like. Guys. <laughs> I saw all these. You like, knew them before I did. I have decades of that. <laughs> do really? you know? Uh, do you know? Uh, uh, what's his name? Bob Remstein. Do you know him? Piano player. Great piano player. <laughs> he's like there with his daughter you know i'm getting all these like facebook singing all these facebook things of like dads with their daughters at this like oh, k-pop wow. concert like it's like <laughs> i could dance man but it's, it's yeah no it's it's a thing it is what it is man yeah. i mean you know it's great the, world, I, the world's at least buying into something yeah right you know there's 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 a there's an investment there both you know from the audience you know they like it they want to buy it they want to go to it whatever that's like Okay, you know, you can talk about whatever that is to you, but I, I'm I'm a big supporter of K-pop culture and community, and yep. that's creating. Yeah, that. man. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and all this apparently all their lyrics and that is all positive and like up and nothing negative. It's all 
Good. I, I it's all positive stuff. It's I couldn't remark. Shit. I mean, they look like they're amazing dancers, and I know they work really hard at their choreography and whatever, and, you know, so cool. There you go. Who'd have thought Guitar One could be talking about K-pop?
Well, you know. Nate, like, do you think it's of like up with, up with so You're going to like Lugather to like this episode. Right? <laughs> it's like up, up with people, right? Yeah. I don't know. I kind of think maybe the next stuff that's going to be happening to bring bebop and jazz back. Maybe a bebop solo. Bebop. 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 There you go. Duh, I've got there it, it is. Dude, a I gotta solo be the guy and K-pop. Oh my God. I've got to be the guy that does that. My brain is spinning right now. Oh, B-pop. Oh, my God. You know what? That would go viral. Oh. Bruce Foreman soloing over K-pop and I video it. There that it is. Would go, I, would you I dare to do it? I'm sure I'll do it. Oh, I'll, man. Even, I'll even do on. some dance steps. There it is. Oh, shit, Dude, man. we're going to do I'm, it. I am, oh, am shameless and fearless. we got to freaking <laughs> do like... Unfortunately, I'm also tasteless. <laughs> so, got to like crank out an EDM version of giant steps or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Pull, pull the that is, in. Th- th- there's, there's a genius seed there. That, yeah. I, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. B-pop. B-pop. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, they, everybody by the time by the time this comes out, someone will all, have already stolen it. Yeah, that's it. And they're on the there goes that idea. Money. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. here we are. <laughs> I got the I got the one thing money can't buy. What? Poverty. <laughs> <laughs> that you do. Uh, now, Dexter, Bruce is off to Australia soon. You've been to Australia. You went with. Um, um, Mate, I was there. Uh, I haven't been there since the 80s. I've been there twice. Uh, the, the second time was there with this guy named John Rolls. And I was a piano player, believe it or not. I was a young kid. Um, I actually repla- I replaced because he left about the, this great piano player named Mark Levang who did it. Um, but uh, John Rolls is like the. Uh, do you know of him? I um, know John Rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember John Rolls. He's kind of like the Elvis Engelbert ish style of entertainer <laughs> there, and um, yeah, had a uh, had a great band. The music director was this guy who passed away, Willie Barton. Do you never know him from yeah. Hawaii? Um, so a couple of guys from Hawaii, and then this great bass player from New Zealand named uh, Billy Christian, I think is his name, and then uh, some. New Zealand players. Yep. I mean, some Australian players. So, uh, so it was great. I mean, we toured all over, and you know, I really it was it was great. One of my first big tours, you know, back in the day. But uh, so, I mean, geez, that was in the mid midish, lateish eighties, and I, I haven't been back since. But uh, God, I had a great time. It was such a great country. The food was amazing. People were amazing. It was so it's beautiful. We haven't been there in a long time. So, I mean, I was there in the late eighties. That trip. I did. I was played at the World Expo in Brisbane. Oh, you did the, the Expo. Oh, wow. It was That's part cool. of a That's Monterey great. Jazz Festival put on like a a tour, you know, like a junket tour. We played New Zealand and we played Australia. Yeah. Japan maybe too. And Barney Kessel was on it. Right. And Qantas took his guitar away from him and broke it. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah, that you, was that, that famous tour. Uh... He ended up playing my guitar. Did they pay for it? No. Really? No, I don't think so. Wow. Broke the headstock on his that famous guitar, you know. Jesus. And uh that and, and, that, so and then, bad. then I went after later too, I with my own band, 
and Martin Taylor was kind of on the same tour with Ike Isaacs. Do you know? No, oh, Ike, Ike Isaacs. Isaacs yeah. yeah, Tony's yeah, with I mean, Ike Isaacs. Like I saw a picture actually on Facebook today, which will be a hundred years ago when the people hear this. But um, with from that exact tour, with Martin and Ike and Sydney at the Basement Club, they play. They were like we played. I don't know if we opened for them or they opened for us. Right. We've kind of double billed. Yeah. Wow. And but yeah, Australia. I haven't been there since. I don't think. This. What this, year was it? That would have been the '90s, early '90s. Oh, okay. So after yeah. me, yeah. Wow. And then, and then you know, I mean, I went through the airport a couple of times, going other places. But. Right. Wow, Ike Isaacs. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Ike was. Ike's he was great. there in Sydney. Yeah. yeah. But he was, you know, British guy. You know. Tony was studied with him. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, so he was also a big mentor to Martin Taylor. Yeah, so that's how. Yeah, that's how Tony has always yeah. put us on to Ike and Martin. Yeah. Taylor. So that's cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see Tony. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of fun talking about Ike with you and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, do you, do you get to practice nowadays, Dex, or is it just? Is that a, uh, is that a not a word? Oh that, no, I do yeah. definitely. I, I you know, like, I, I mean. First and foremost, I annoy the hell out of my wife and family when we're watching TV, and I'm like, <laughs> playing, you know, just yeah. practicing double picking or whatever. You know, it's totally annoying. But uh, so yeah, there are days when I I, I I practice, but I you know not always through an amp or whatever. You know, just to, just kind of yeah, keep my just fingers to have it in, in your shape. Hands yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, all of that stuff. And then, but I, I find that it comes in waves. You know, when my workload is heavy, you know, it's it, uh, I don't practice as much. Um, but then I go through, you know, weeks and months where, yeah, I mean, I, I, I make it a concerted effort to like set up my stuff and practice, you know, yeah. either, you know, work on tunes or work on sounds and technique or whatever it is, you know, just kind of keep in shape, you know, yeah. so, um, and same thing with keyboards, you know, which, uh, as a composer, it's easier for me to just take, you know, 30 minutes or something and just kind of practice keyboards while while I'm there while the computers are firing up or whatever right so, yeah so um and yeah I definitely <laughs> gotta keep it in are shape, you, you know? are you a morning ritual guy that you get up and coffee no I mean I gotta or? I gotta no I gotta I got a kid to get to school early yeah. you know so I'm still in that universe uh, uh I usually Usually when I start my work day or in the evening, you know, when we're walking, watching TV or something like that, I'll practice. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I do try to try to find time to just sit. It's it's just good for me. It just grounds me spiritually. It just, you know, when I yeah. can kind of just tune out the world and, and really work on my instrument. You guys, do you guys both have the, the same, like your missus will be talking to you and you, when you got your guitar in your hand, you're kind of listening, but it's like you're getting every second or third word. And then like five minutes in, they kind of realize you got the stupid guitar glare and they're like, ah. Uh, well, maybe she would say that, but you, I, try to, I try to listen to every word. <laughs> but usually it's when we're, when we're watching, when, yeah. Uh, when when we're watching TV or whatever is when I'm annoying and I'm sitting there. And I try to, I try to like go into another in, into a corner where I'm like making less noise in the room you know right. but I'm still able to watch you know the news or whatever you know yeah so. Bruce does Pammy do that does well, she pull you if, up if, if you asked her she'd probably say I do that even when I'm not playing the guitar <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
Yeah. I, I think, think she has more of a problem with the computer and the phone than she does with the guitar. Yeah, that's if fair If the enough. computer's on and I'm kind of working and I'm talking to her, she's more pissed off about that, not yeah. listening, than, than just with the guitar in my hand. She's a lot more understanding about that. Oh, yeah. I, I but I've got, I mean, I got a cool scene at the house now where I just kind of go off into my space and play. Yeah. So I'm just out of her universe. Yeah. And just playing. Do you, do you ever record when you're playing like that no, or not? No. No. I don't want to get involved in the turning the recording on and having the equipment and worrying about them. I just want to play music. Yeah. Man, yeah. Man, I just don't really Once care. you get in that rabbit hole. <laughs> I know, and, I, and I'll buy this. Oh, it's, I don't like. I need this plugin. And the next thing you know, I mean, it's bad enough with emails. Yeah, I can only imagine what it's like having. I mean, it's one thing with you guys. You've got a business where you're. It's it's interfacing with a business. But yeah. For me. No, I just, less I, is I either, more. I either yeah. play a gig or I teach. You know, yeah. I don't really. And if I record, I'll come to you and let you record it because you got all the good shit, and yeah. I'll just play. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know that's that's um, punting in a lot of ways, but it's just mm, yes and no. I mean, I think it's, it's a good place of, to be. Yeah, it's a good, great place to be. I, I definitely be. don't set up anything technical when I'm practicing, you know. But no, only no. only if I want to record are you, something. Are you mic most of your guitar stuff, right? You do all of it. Yeah, oh, all no of question. it. You don't do any no. direct stuff. No. no. Yeah. No, I, I I mean I can definitely you know I definitely know that the technology is getting just better and better and better and and in some cases indistinguishable. But um, I'm not up on it enough yeah. to make it sound as good as putting a 57 in front of a cabinet. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I you know it's just simple. I, I'm, well, your tones on your album are really good. Yeah, it really means a lot. I really yeah. appreciate that because really I good. I mean. Uh, you know, again, I, I I think I get good sounds, and over the years I get good uh, remarks on my tones and things like that, and that means you know. But I, I, uh, I don't, I don't. I, it's not like this super quest. I just kind of found a. You uh, found, you, found the, a yeah. <laughs> gear cocktail yeah. that I like, and uh, it's the boogie, right? I I really enjoyed, yeah, the boogie stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, I really enjoyed all the stuff that Scott had to say about like how you know the speaker should be off the ground and this and that and you know all of those all of those remarks. He gets a great sound. Yeah, th those are things I did, I've never even taken into consideration. Scott, Scott takes it to the the umpteenth yeah. level of analness, and I guess a that's why of, he's a, Scott Anderson. A lot of people do. Well, and you know, he's guys also, like Eric Johnson, I'm sure he's exactly the same. Well, obviously, he's well, Scott's exactly a, Scott's a, uh, an amazingly gifted player. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but when we did the the show that <laughs> the, <laughs> the ill-fated show, the ill-fated yeah, show, I actually, you know, he he Scott didn't remember, but I I met him on this. I think it was some kind of church gig or some concert at a church or something like that a million years ago. We were both kids. Right. And I was the guitar player and a and I, <laughs> I had a guitar, you know, set up and then I had my Rhodes and a Prophet 5, you know, <laughs> like I was the utility guitar keyboard guy. There was another piano player yeah. and then there was Scott. And Scott was just there, you know, at the beforehand, like dicking around at the rehearsal. I'm going to be like, Jesus, this guy's unbelievable. He's so good. And he's just coming up with all these like, great lines and great things. It's like, wow, I was just fascinated by that. Wow. Anyway, I, I, I don't think he remembered it when I brought it up. But, uh, yeah, I just never, never forgot that. And so, yeah, he's just... Uh, yeah, amazingly gifted player at what he does, he's, and he's deep in, and he's yeah, deep, obviously deep in the weeds and the equipment and his 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 sounds and his you know, new what, album. What he, and 
Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to see what. Yeah. It's great sounds, you know. Like. So, so yeah. anyway, yeah. I but, just, it, you know, I mean, I got to say something bad about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a shit, hit, shit disturber. But there is a certain amount of controlling the universe that we just got to let go of. You know what I mean? But you know, you got your amp, you got your hands, you got your ears, you got your guitar. But you get into a room, and all of a sudden, this shit that sounded one way at your house or on another gig has a whole different sound. That yeah. is such a profound truth. And, and, and really, <laughs> is it our responsibility to recreate that sound that we found in this other place, or is it our responsibility to deal with the sound we have and play music? We have to yeah. decide. Such an important and, 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 and I haven't even mentioned the fact that maybe the drummer is playing louder or softer or he has a thuddier sound or cymbals that have a lot of definition or cymbals that like ping a lot and spread. You know, and what that does to our sound. Just toms. Guitar killers. Yeah. I mean, they shouldn't have called them tom-toms. <laughs> they should have been named guitar killers. <laughs> really. Yeah, like your rack guitar killers. Yeah, right, right. Four guitar killers are amazing. Play, if you're playing and a guy starts to go on his toms, yeah. Yeah. you might as well just stop yeah. and wait till he's done. Or or unless you've really got some gear that's so fucking loud yeah. you can compete with that. That ain't me. I don't got. Not me. Okay. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's like, and so like, yeah, we do have a sound. And we, we, are, we have a sound in our head and a sound in our heart and a sound in our hands but we also have the sound we're getting right now and we need so to, we need to be alive and in the moment and craft it you know we have to love it so that we can be fully invested in and it. let go and, of what we can't dial in in that moment yeah, yeah. And, and, but 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 do our best to guide it yes into the space it needs to go totally. rather than just getting into this i hate my tone pissed off at the sound man pissed off at the audience pissed off at the guitar and yeah. shitting on the bandstand yeah you know, and I mean, there is a certain, and I'm not saying Scott does this, although he probably does. <laughs> uh, uh, He's not here. We can just go no, out. No, no, but the no. truth is, is comes a point in time where it's like, you know, you know, it's the story of the, like the guy goes out with this guy's catching all this fish. And nobody's catching nothing. So the park ranger decides to go incognito, you know what I mean? And he just says, hey, can I go out fishing with you? He says, sure, come on in. And they go out in the farthest, and the guy's like dropping hand grenades off the off the boat, <laughs> and you know. And meanwhile, all the fish are coming to the top. And he's just like scooping them up. He's not even like throwing a rod, and you know, it's like. And the guy goes, um, "Well, I just got to tell you, I'm a park ranger." He shows him his badge, so I'm going to have to arrest you. And the guy hands him a hand grenade and pulls the pin. Says, "You want to fish? Or you want to fuck around?" <laughs> Really, an analogy. (laughs) You want to fish it? You want to fuck around? You know, right? Oh God, love it. Genius. Uh, That's true, man. It's like I know I can get tones in here that I it'll make me want to play all day, and as soon as I take it out of this room, it's going to completely change everything, and I'm going to be in a different space that I'm not normal normally in. Still beautiful. It's still beautiful. Still beautiful. Yeah. But if you're not doing that all the time, so you're learning to deal with those changes, it does get a little. You you're out of your comfort zone, and you better. No, I mean there's there's right? a whole. Uh, I think there's a whole lecture to be had about like when you get on a gig environment and how that is so different from all of the you know your own private woodshedding. You know, um, um, I think that 
part of maintaining the sound that you want to hear is keeping the band's volume under control. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, it, when things start getting loud, you get all this sympathetic vibration, the stage starts rattling, you know, I mean, it just gets nuts quick. Yeah. You know, so if you can keep the band under control, you're going to, you're going to, uh, find that your sound is but closer there to is you want. But that beauty also of the band being super loud and out of control and that feeling like when you're putting so much sound out of your amp that it's almost like raising you off the stage. You know, <laughs> that, 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 yeah. that power thing. I mean, I've played arenas, you know, as yeah. I'm sure you guys yeah. have more than me. And you hit that note and it's as big as a fucking mm -hmm. building. Yeah. You know, one yeah. note. Yeah. Then you hit two and it's like, God, I'm like, yeah. you know, this is like yeah, Times Square, you know. Heaven. And like, it's just like, it's this power. Yeah. That's beautiful. And so you play different and you create it with that. That's true. Brush, you do play you know? different. Yeah. And uh, and it just happens. And of course, you know, bangs get louder. And, and like now, sound men, they're also such control freaks. They don't want you to play with any volume on stage. They want to control well, everything. They, they do control everything. And now, well, right? well, you know, I mean, if you let them. Well, and made probably more so touring and major touring and stuff like that. They if you they have your sound show. man, it's one thing. But if you have another sound man, who doesn't even know what your band's supposed to sound like. He starts telling you how to play, yeah. and you can't get a mix with your own guys on stage. Or you know, it's like no. Here's the deal, dude. They're coming to hear us. We're gonna do what we yeah. got to do. You worry about it after we do it. You yeah. know, it's like, and then they get asshole like and they fuck around with you. But <laughs> you, you know, I mean that's. I mean, the music was fine before those guys took over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, music really was fine. I mean, I went to Winterland. That was a huge place. I heard so many bands from the Grateful Dead with the walls of amplifiers that they used to have. Yeah, and The yeah. band and shit, you know, everybody. Creedence, Traffic, you know, the whole thing. And, like, they did fine with loud sounds on the bandstand and a, still a... Meaning the, the bands were just self-balancing? Well, no, they were on stage. And, of course, there was a PA that was blasting yeah. it, too. But they weren't, like, everything behind a sneeze guard right, or, right, or, like, right. fractals with earplugs. Right, right, yeah. right. Not into it, yeah. I mean, that, that, and, and, and these guys could feel each other. You know, there was yeah. this, like, thing where they're playing and, and the sound that they made was a sound that they were getting on the stage. And maybe it was a little less perfect, you know, in the in the true new digitized sound man world, but it was it put you against awesome. the wall. It was so amazing well, and that's, and powerful. Uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's, there's, there's a lot of those. In my opinion, that's why know, people come to see it. They want to feel those it. Those guys yeah. were playing and doing their thing, and yeah. we were part of it. And if you were up close to the stage, you heard the you know, and they, it just worked. It yeah. still worked. Yeah, I mean, it didn't sound like a record like Katy Perry does now. You know, I mean, like, as I went to one of the rehearsals and it was just shocking because all I could hear was the drummer behind a yeah. sneeze guard and the singers. Yeah. There's no Everybody else was like, direct. it sounded like, it sounded like, you know, poodles on linoleum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what the whole band sounded yeah. like. Yeah. Because oh, it was all direct. And they were all direct, direct and Everyone's they all did this and, yeah. you know, they're scratching on the guitar and the bass and the keyboard players. Yeah, nothing's happening. Yeah, it's, it's all, just the it's singers. All, it's all in there. And yeah, and and you know, in their mind, it's this huge sound. Yeah. And and of course, for the house, it's probably better than those traffic concerts I saw, or the Grateful Dead. But you know, Less. something sterile about it, or something. Yeah. I don't know. I I just don't think there was anything wrong with that either. No, no. And those guys. I'd agree with that too. They yeah. feel that you feel the vibration. I mean, music is like it's not just. 
the quality of the sound. It's air vibrations. Air movement, totally. Your body. That's what I always... <laughs> I've never done an uh, all-in-ear thing. I've never done an yeah, all-direct thing. Yeah, it could be very I'm, totally I'm sure it's a lot better from when I was doing it, but, man, it was sterile. It just felt like you were disconnected from And everybody has molded, and, molded uh, in-ear yeah. monitors and, and stuff like that. You can't hear anything and, until they bring up the house mics and... Yeah. Uh, and when you want to you have, have a, your you have your own controller, do you you just tell them what you want? You well, get, yeah, you'd have the side. You get the side mix, and you would you'd have to go through each member, and he would have to you know bring up what you want more in your inner ears, and that's yeah. But can you do that while you're playing? You can. Well, you can turn up. You yeah you yeah you a lot of sign language going over to the sound. Yeah, there's guy. a lot of charades going on, and and some of the venues you can actually log on with your iPad and get the mixer on your screen, and so do your own monitor mix, you know, from your iPad of your in-ears. Oh, that see, like see another idea. thing you got to learn. Yeah, <laughs> no, oh, yeah, right? another. That sounds like a good idea. I don't know how many but times. Every, uh, or, or and in, you know, in my luck, someone would call me in the middle of all that, <laughs> and fuck everything up. Oh, I. <laughs> We, I was always trying to be really reasonably soft, but still try and get some tone with Wilson Fillers. But yeah. I, I, I mean, because those girls like, they like shit quiet. Can well, we were loud. I mean, we, you know, we, it got, was, loud, it, we, yeah. we got loud, and it, it they, just, it just was. I mean, yeah. it just, it's pop music. Are and you still working with them? I do. They don't, they don't work as that much, but. Um, at best, it's maybe once or twice a month, and then we'll be off for several months, and then it'll pick up and whatever. Um, so, but yeah, it's nice. They're so they're nice they people, and we enjoy. It was a fun gig, man. Playing, yeah. I think the funnest the funnest part for me was playing all those Beach Boys and um, Mamas and Papas tunes. Yeah, that was really cool. It, it's it's yeah, all of it's cool. And, I mean, and, it's great music. And the and, hits were all. It was so funny just learning those songs of Wilson Phillips. What early early nineties before Nirvana hit? They were just before Nirvana. Yeah, it was hit. like nineteen ninety or yeah. something. Like that was all very well crafted LA, you know, songwriters. And, totally. Yeah. You know, and you could tell with the changes and everything, it wasn't like a standard pop tune. There was some serious. Yeah, there's me to it, and, and that's what that's songs. what keeps it fresh for me. Is that uh, there's little harmonic surprises and yeah. you know and. Um, it's, and uh, and plus you had Landau and Lukather oh and God. all the best Such session players in town stuff playing. To copy, yeah. So yeah, we had to copy that stuff, which was awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. They, their records really did sound great. They're, I mean, it's, I think it was Glenn Ballard that was at the helm That's of that. Right, and yeah, the, yeah, they're really remarkably was, uh, done. So. Yeah, that was that was that was really yeah. cool. But um, yeah, no, I, I you know I continue to enjoy it, and they're they're nice people, and we have a good time. You know? Yeah, so. Very consistent and yeah, it was, well, that yeah. doesn't make for good radio. Say something bad. Connie <laughs> <laughs> farts a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah you, know, man, man, you know, she, you know, I heard she used to eat her boogers. <laughs> well, let's it's just say fun. she can hang, man. She, she can, can hang. She, she can, can hang. With All the girls can hang. Yeah, They're really, yeah, they, yeah. they are cool. They're really cool. A lot of fun. And when we played with um, open for Brian Wilson, that was a shock. Yeah, because cool. I was like, ah, I mean, he's getting up there, blah blah. blah. His band sounded fucking amazing. That was a, that was really one of the most amazing concerts. Yeah. surprisingly, I don't know why I say surprisingly. I just it, it just was exceeded. They you know, it were, was it was really something. Yeah, would you was, say they, it was probably better than maybe the Beach Boys? The well, I mean, I mean, hard to say, but they were so. It sounded like you were listening. I mean, to I the have album. to confess. I mean, when when everybody was listening to the Beach Boys and the Beatles, I kind of went in a different direction. You know, I was I was kind of more in a soul kind of direction. You know, um, 
but so but I I certainly appreciate them for the innovators that they they were in their yeah, day. Amazing, you know. Yeah. yeah. And the the live concert delivered. It was great. It was really good. So see them while you can. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. They they're doing it again. It's yeah. No. I, well, actually, Rob Carney's husband went out with Brian. Oh, he did a, for several weeks on like a I want to say it was like a holiday tour, a Christmas ish tour or yep. something like that. Yeah, you said it was a phenomenal experience. So. Wow. Because it's like yeah. 12 in the band, 11 or 12? Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. It's a big they're, band. they're still doing it. I mean, J and Al Jardine, who lives up near me. Oh, Al's, yeah. Yeah, you know, he's back with them now. They're, they're actually together. Yeah, Brian and Matt. Or, I oh, mean, that's uh, right. And Matthew, too, right? Well, well Rob took Matthew's place uh, oh, on okay. this particular tour. Yeah. And he, I don't know if you know Matt Jardine Bruce, but he's yeah, sure. an incredible singer. Just yeah, Matt's great. And Jesus, great, great guy. Gee, yeah, great guy. Great guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. there's a hell of a legacy there. And then you've yeah. got the other side of the coin where Mike Love went yeah. with the other part of the band. Yeah. Yeah. More drama. Yep. And yeah. um, controversy. Success only. always does that. Right. That's why I'm so glad I've not been successful. <laughs> well, aren't you glad you don't have a <laughs> yet bunch... Another, yet another reason. <laughs> aren't you glad you don't have a bunch <laughs> of band members fight. to fight with? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. There you yeah. go. You can just fight with yourself. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, we have a good time. <laughs> Me and Took my myself demons. out for a drink the other day. <laughs> Got kind of drunk. I asked myself, what kind of guy do I think I am? <laughs> I found out I was. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Australia, look out. Look out. So, Dexter, uh, July 12th, Friday night. Two days before Bastille Day. That's right. What's Bastille Day? Off with their heads. Yeah. Uh, Bastille oh. Day is the French Revolution. Is that oh, French that's right. Independence Day or something. I don't know. The 14th. Oh, I thought you were talking of yeah. the band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, July 12th of Vitello's. Come on down. Yeah. And where can we get your album? Uh, CDbaby.com slash Troy right. Dexter. Uh, yeah. I think it's also on iTunes. Yeah, um, and if you want, I think we have. I think we might have one or two copies left. I brought some. I'll leave. Oh, if, okay. If you need right. some, if, uh, if you write in and consolation prizes for consolation your listeners. Prize. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'll lay some on you, man. And so. it really is a, a badass album. And man, you are you seriously are butter. Like when you play, man. You and that Les Paul, the blue one. Oh yeah, that's a beautiful guitar. That Thank sounds you. amazing. Yeah, that's a honey, man. It really, really. It's like I can play all my other guitars, and then I pick that thing. I was like. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. home. Yeah, that's that's a that's a beast. That's yeah. a it's yeah. a river, but yeah, it's a good one. Definitely check that out. And um, I don't, it's a weird color. I don't even know what exactly year it is or anything. It might be in the '80s or something. It's a weird, weird shade of blue. I haven't been able to track it down. You know, is it, right. you bought it new or secondhand? No, secondhand. Right. Yeah. 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 If you want to get rid of it, just let me know. <laughs> let me know. Yeah, that one's uh, that one's for my cold dead fingers. Yeah. But, uh, lifetime instruments so so yeah and, man anything else do we do we want to add before we let these listeners go i'm getting the look from the missus no you're not <laughs> hey. hey missus <laughs> no you're not just, oh, just come checking and okay. we, we our next we have another guest coming in tonight uh yeah. mr pat kelly oh now you guys know each other well, yeah. how do you guys know each other uh well let's see pat uh i met a long time ago in the 80s i used to go see him and dave boroff's band at the flying jib which is no longer with vinnie caliuta and oh wow you know uh who else was in that band um 
Anyway, Barnaby Finch and Dave Boroff. Yeah, did I say that? Already? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and Neil Steubenhaus on bass. They had a great jazz fusion band. So I met him then, and then uh, just kind of crossed paths here and then over the years. And then uh, most recently, um, his wife, Francie, and my wife, Holly, are involved in uh, gun violence prevention groups. And... Um, and so we reconnected that way, yep. and, and then just kind of hung out socially, and they've been over, and we've been over, and so on. And uh, Pat was generous enough to come to my last two shows of Atella, so that was great. And, you know, we'd chat here and there and yep. stuff, so don't cross paths that much. But uh, he's marvelous and super versatile, versatile, incredible player. Versatile. Versatile, <laughs> incredible player, and uh, with quite a resume, and uh, yeah, he's nothing but love. So. And he used to... Teach with you, right, Bruce? Yes, that's correct. Uh, you well, I used to teach with him. I used to teach with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, where is Holly? Uh, she's in Charlotte uh, now on her way. Well, she was. And she's, she's in en route coming home now. Yep. So, yeah. Man, so, so. say big well, g'day. Thanks for coming yeah, by, We're going to catch up. We're going to catch up with Holly. Bruce. It was Dude. a pleasure. Love 12. y'all. Good luck. I'll make sure everyone knows about that gig. And Thank uh, you, man. I appreciate it. I'll try it. and make it. I'm, I think I'm in town. So. Yeah. Oh, cool. Lovely. Oh, yeah, that'll be after Australia. After Australia. Oh, really? You'll right. be back then? Yeah, I'll be back. Oh, cool. Awesome. We'll, I'll practice extra. We'll, we'll okay. come down. <laughs> they have a lovely uh, uh, tartar, salmon tartar thing down there that was really, really good that I had. The oh, Bruce's okay. Yeah, yeah. They forced you. Yeah. They forced <laughs> you to do something. Yeah. <laughs> And they I didn't that. get they shot. Did At least you didn't sit in the parking lot and get shot. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do that. Thank yeah. God. That didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, wankers. Good night, wankers. Thanks for tuning in, wankers. <laughs> awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome.